The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I know this person personally, obviously, if you called me. Yeah, so here we go. Not so obviously. Okay, not so obvious, sorry. So our story goes, many years ago, he was in yeshiva, we're going to call him Pliny. And um, let's say 10, 12 years ago, about 10, 12, maybe 11, we could just put in the middle, 11 years ago. Between 10 and 12 years ago, he was in yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. <clears throat> and uh, unfortunately, there's this thing that goes on in yeshiva, so I'm sure you're not aware of this. Or maybe you are aware of it, but unfortunately, there is something that goes on in yeshivas, perhaps goes on in yeshivas, and that's like, it's not something that's taken so seriously, but it's, it's called bashing, that's what it's called. When you have close friends that like to bash each other, like to, you know, those one-liners, like, and then the mic, and the, the mic dropped, you know? And people hurt each other's feelings without really no- noticing it, without, without knowing, like, yeah, you just, you just really hurt me, but I'm not going to do that, so I'm just going to smile and laugh and be like, yeah, okay. And we've spoken previously about some stories that happened. But bashing is something that needs to be worked on by all of Kalei And it doesn't matter how smart you are, how sharp you are, what your IQ is. To insult somebody, to hurt somebody is a big problem. And we need to take it seriously. No, we're just joking. Chill, we're joking. Okay, maybe you are joking. And it happens to be that I am chilled right now. But uh, it's, it might still be us, so you have to be careful. But anyways, there is this thing called bashing. And um, in this specific yeshiva, there were certain boys from London, there were certain boys from Israel, there were certain boys from America, boys from all over the place. Sometimes they have those cliques, you know, the Americans, the Londinians, what? And the this, and all the different, you know, the different people. And um, t- at times you could have, like, you know, people bashing each other, or the groups bashing each other, hopefully not, hopefully everybody did true, and hopefully it doesn't exist anymore. But Lu Yitzur it does. But anyways... So what happened was there was a certain boy from one of these out-of-town places that he was talking with, joking with, whatever it was. And Bikitzer, it got a little bit out of hand, and he maybe took it a little bit too far, and jokingly continued the, you know, whatever you want to call it, the whatever the words are. The ba- I don't know if bashing is the right word, but the, just the, the, what's the word? I'm looking for a word. There's a word I'm looking for, and I can't find it. Okay, whatever it is. And anyways, this guy got very offended, and he, uh, he told him, and these are the words that he said, you should never have children. Very scary. But after all, it's just words. So, like, who cares? It's just words. I mean, come on, Lashnar is that bad. So that's what he said. And, you know, the, the, this plenty that we're talking about, he always had it in the back of his head. But he wasn't like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he said that to me. It's like, dude, if you say, like, your dad should be a fire truck, like, is he going to turn into a fire truck? So this is part of the bashing. This is the cheppering, cheppering, that was the word. That was the word, cheppering. I can't believe I couldn't think of that word. Okay. So the cheppering back and forth, and that's what he said. He said, you should never have children. Never. So like I said, he always had it in the back of his head, but he never really realized how damaging it could be or what the effect was going to be. Words are cheap, right? So therefore, uh, he just continued on with his life. And did he chat for more? I don't know. Whatever it was. And then they, everybody went their own ways. They went back to America. The Ilum started dating and the Ilum got married. Okay, so Uncle Panam, plenty, a couple of years later, gets married. And you know, when you get married, first of all, every girl is so afraid. What's going to be with Shidduchim? Is there a Shidduch crisis? I might never get married. Oh no. Then they get married. Oh no, am I going to have children? Am I going to have children? Oh no. Then they get pregnant. Are my children going to be healthy? And like all these scary things that people like go crazy about, which we're not going to talk about now. And again, there are certain things that are serious in the right time and whatever you have to deal with them. But you know, for everybody to just go crazy all day long is just obviously not a healthy thing. 
But anyways, they got married, and within the first year, you know, they were a little bit anxious, and, you know, waiting, and was waiting for the grandchild, the first grandchild, or whatever the case is. And the first year comes and goes. Now, they did go to a doctor, and they found out that there was a complication, meaning that uh, his wife, Pliny's wife, had a complication. There was a few things that were a little bit complicated. Whatever they were, it's not really Negea, but there were certain complications. And that made it hard, it made it difficult, it made things a little bit more scary, a little bit more realistic, more tangible. But um, through the hard and through the challenges and through the doctors and all the pain and the crying and whatever it was, they, uh, they were able to, Baruch Hashem, have a child. It was not easy. It was not easy, to say the least, but they were able to have their first child. Okay. After the first child, they were waiting a year and another year and another year, and they were going to doctors and they were going for treatments, and you know they they were they were told that uh, that the condition got a lot worse um, since the first child, and they're probably never going to have a child naturally again, naturally for sure not. And with treatments and a fortune of money and a lot of pain, we could we could try to you know there are certain things that have certain percentages that we could hope maybe this that okay, very very hard. I shouldn't say okay, not so okay. Very dark times. And they davened very, very hard. And, you know, they were a little bit scared to speak to their parents. I don't know if scared is the right word, a little bit embarrassed. Like a lot of us, we have a lot of things in our heads that we don't want to speak about, even though maybe we should speak about. And they pretty much kept it themselves, but they needed a lot of money. Because every doctor visit costed at least cost $1,000 just to see the doctor. And then the actual treatments, many, many thousands more. And they were trying to avoid the parents, you know, so they were trying to get money from here and there. there were, people were thinking, like, what's going on over here? Like, not, it's not being so open. Like, they're so young, what are their expenses already? Like, this something, something's wrong over here. Kids, <clears throat> it was very, very, very hard times. Now, we all know, all of us, that when things are hard, shalom bias can be difficult, a person's Judaism can be difficult. There's a lot of things in life when you have a lot of pressure, when there's a lot of stress. Usually, things can come up, you know what I'm saying? And it just makes times a little bit darker. And from doctor to doctor, this is how it went. Kitzer, they went to a doctor, and the doctor said, I'm doing one more treatment. Not today. Eventually, we're going to do one more treatment. After this, if we cannot get it this way, and by the way, this way only had... No, no, sorry. If we can't do it this way, we're going to have to do a whole other route, which only is a 10% thing in the laboratories and craziness. Not much craziness. Now, during this time, the, the Pliny, well, he did a Chajman Nef, and he was thinking to himself, like, what's going on over here? And he remembered the story. He remembered, oh, in Yeshiva, I remember he used to Chepper a guy back in the day, 10, 12 years ago, 11, and um, let, let me try to find his number, maybe I should ask him a chila. maybe that's the Mukar, maybe that's the source of what's going on here. And he's doing his Ashtadlis, and people don't even remember this guy, for, for where was he from, who he was in yeshiva with us, I ah, don't remember. Okay, so he's trying, he's trying, he's trying, they're going to doctor, 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 a lot of crying, a lot of tears, a lot of, a lot of pain, a lot of dark. And... Um, after they went to this doctor and he said, we're going to try one more time and that's it. They, they, they got home like mamish broken, mamish broken. And right after that, he had a dinner from his yeshiva, from his old yeshiva. And he went to the dinner and he told himself, he's like, self, let's, let's ask around. I want to ask around and see maybe there's one guy who remembers this guy's number. There's got to be somebody. Come on. It can't be that everybody forgot him. And he walks around by the dinner and there's one guy, he goes over to him and he says, by the way, do you remember so-and-so? He's like, that's so funny you ask. This morning I spoke to him. He's like, by the way, he does not live there anymore. He now lives in Meisha Arum. 
he's Hasidish, a younger man, steiging away, whatever. He's like, what? what? He's like, do you have his number? He's like, yes, I have his number. And I called him this morning. He said, can I have his number? So he got his number. And he called this guy up and he's crying, mamish tears. And he's like, listen, I don't know if you remember this, but a long time ago, long time ago, I used to chepper, used to bother you jokingly, bashing, whatever. Bachem do it. Guys will be guys. Boys will be boys, you know? And I'm, I'm really, really, really sorry. I really am. And I did not realize how much pain it was, etc. And I don't know if you remember, but you told me that I should never have children. And then he went on to explain exactly what, uh, what was going on in his marriage and his life and his, you know, all the pain and all the doctors and the treatments and the thousands of dollars. And um, the guy said, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I never meant when I said that. And you should have a bracha that everything should be smooth and you should have healthy children and healthy pregnancies and healthy births. And I'm, I am so sorry. I never meant that. And he's like, I never meant to bother you. And, you know, mamish, they were meichel each other. And it was a, a tremendous time. At least in Shemaim, it was a tremendous time. Anyways, the next day, the next day, they went for their procedure from the doctor who was trying to get one last time with where the success rate was not like in the 98%, you know? And uh, they did the procedure and nine months later, she gave birth to a baby boy. Nine months later. The mechila, the next day was the procedure. Nine months later, baby boy. Now the story doesn't end there. Throughout this whole ordeal, the doctors told him that there, was, there will never be a time that your wife will be able to give birth naturally, will be able to have a child naturally, to conceive naturally. It's just not going to happen. And we know, because we're doctors. How you doing? And it always hurt him that, like, it's Eifshar, you know, like, you know, they say in Israel, like, no problem. Impossible. You know, impossible, totally impossible. Anyways, by their third child, who was a boy as well, they gave birth naturally. And not only did they give birth naturally, it was an amazing pregnancy. It was amazing childbirth. It was just everything was easy and smooth. And this child, who's now, I don't know how old, like a little baby, he's already a Rosh Shiva. <laughs> no, he's not a Rosh Shiva, but tremendous, tremendous. The power, the power of Michal, uh, of Mechila, the power of words, the power of wishing somebody bad. Three baby boys, healthy baby boys. Baruch Shaman is doing very well now. An incredible story. This is a true story. A true story. So, they achieved the impossible, right? Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.